0: Welcome, everybody, to the return of the Wrestling Wars podcast. We got an NXT special today, pretty much all NXT, all the time. We're going to go over that. Um, things got pretty crazy for me at work uh, at PetSmart this last week. I had to work a lot of days in a row, but I'm back now. And I just want to tell you guys, um, in the near future, we got a lot of crazy awesome stuff coming up on the podcast Tomorrow, myself and KB will be doing a review of Payback and a preview of Elimination Chamber coming up. That'll be a real solid show. Um, And in the very near future, I'm going to have an MMA expert come on and we're going to do an MMA preview show and talk about the current status of MMA. We'll have a lot to review after tonight's big UFC card and the upcoming Bellator card. Also, very soon, I'm going to have both a current professional wrestler and a former professional wrestler. Uh, on separate shows uh, come along and uh, give us some insights to the business and their experiences those are gonna be real awesome shows those will be coming up in June so I am excited for those um, today we're gonna be going over NXT the uh, live event that I went to recently they finally made their debut uh, live touring show um, I was on the I went to the first night of the Philly Philadelphia um, live shows it was a crazy, crazy time. Had a great time up there. And we will also take review the recent TakeOver mega show. I almost want to call it a pay-per-view, but obviously it's not. Well, it kind of is, because you could have paid for the network just to watch the show. And you would have gotten your money's worth. So it's kind of a pay-per-view. Um, we'll be going over that. Myself and KB, the man of 5,000 matches. I'm excited to have him back. And then, of course, we will have our recommendation segment at the end of the show. I will not forget it this time. KB, Come on in. How you doing, yes, buddy?
1: Hey.
2: Oh, doing all right. Doing all right. Finally getting used to this summer weather. Right. Which I don't handle well. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a... I'd live in Alaska if
0: I could. Oh, well, maybe someday you might be able to make that happen. Um, actually, the, fir- the first uh, hint of the nice weather was pretty cool. It ended up coming along at this NXT show I was at. Um, and I was glad to not have to travel in the rains. Although, I did get... Uh, obscured I did have an obstacle of an individual if you're not really familiar with the northeast you won't know why this is insidious but there was an individual on a interstate 95 oh i 95 out here to all of us um, there's an individual with their car broken down in the center lane and that sucked had to do some had to do some rerouting had to do some some roguelike maneuvers to make it to the show um, just as it was as it was opening so I guess it didn't help. My only I'm going to keep try and keep my rants because both shows that I went to live during the last week um, Payback, which we will discuss tomorrow night and the NXT live show both of them had just horrendous uh, experiences as far as the infrastructure of the arena and the people working there um, I won't waste everyone's time too much with uh, bitching and moaning on about that but I will say my getting there just before the show because of the traffic issues did not help for whatever reason, there was no signs pointing you to where the parking garage for the arena was, for one. And for two, the actual sign that's out in front of the garage that says, Hey, parking here was obscured by a tree. So that added to the struggle. And when I got inside of the arena, um, the three different people, three different staff members, Uh, Guided me to three different parts of the arena of the well, it's a theater. Three different parts of the theater, saying, "Oh yeah, your ticket, your seat should be in this row." So I don't know if they like hired them that day or what the hell was going on, but it was okay. So I celebrated. The first people they sent out through the curtain were Enzo and Cass, and it sounded like a bomb went off in that arena. It was fucking crazy. It was so loud. I just kind of pushed the staff member away from me and celebrated their entrance in the aisleway where I was standing. Um, It was a great, great, great time.
2: So, uh, when you shoved him away... Uh, did he feel soft and sloppy when you shoved him away?
0: Right, I couldn't even. T- I couldn't even tell. I couldn't even see what the what the look on his face was because I went immediately into like the crouch down, throwing my arm around, saying the whole the whole promo with him. And of course, the entire crowd was just word for word knew knew the entire program, knew the entire <laughs> promo. It was amazing. Um, later on in the night, uh, their pop was topped by um, kind of a surprise, and it was a uh, Bailey came out, and the place went bananas, and he, uh, her and Alexa Bliss teamed up against Becky Lynch and Dana Brooke, uh, Dana Brooke probably had the heat of the night right next to, uh, Baron Corbin, um, that was a, a pretty, de- pretty decent, while still paint-by-numbers match, but the crowd was still into it, so it was fun, um, it was pretty funny, though, because, you know, people are, are booing Corbin, and they're going crazy, and then you can't rustle, and all this, that, and the other, and so what does Corbin do? He sits there with a reverse chin lock on Rhino for a solid three minutes,
2: <laughs> and that is how you get healed. And the
0: crowd was just raining it down on him, but it was hilarious because you could look at his face and see him looking up and kind of chuckling at it and smiling at it, and um, you could tell it was—I mean, I could tell that this crowd was getting completely worked, and it's funny that so many of the crowds and so many of the—you know—so many people who fashion themselves to know so much and be so above the show can get completely and so easily sucked into the show like they were by Baron Corbin. So I was pretty impressed by his ability to to do that and cut a pretty decent little heel promo as well. Um,
2: It's a good sign also that they're reacting to the crowd like that instead of just...
0: Absolutely. On the the
2: main shows, you just kind of smile and nod and chuckle
0: knowingly and go right on with your promo. I've mentioned that a lot of times on here, that that's such a huge... such a huge step is having that instinct and having being able to feel a crowd like that and know which way to go with it. So that was a real good indication for him. Uh, Our main event, which was introduced by the guy who got the biggest pop of the night. Prepare yourself for this, which was triple H, (laughs) which was once again, hilarious because he's one of the, you know, for the longest time, he was one of the most reviled individuals by the, the internet wrestling community and that little hipster smart uh, segment of the crowd and he comes out because he's the you know the dad the father of NXT and this place just exploded for when he came out there so it's funny how things change Uh, the girls were our main event we had Sasha Banks against Charlotte and what was a pretty pretty excellent uh, pretty excellent hard-worked match that gave him like 22 minutes Um, Charlotte did a move that I'm not sure if I've seen anymore, or seen before. Um, I got It's hard to put it, kind of explain it, but you remember how when Bret Hart used to do the, the figure four around the post? Yeah. Well, Charlotte hooked Sasha Banks into a figure four, and she kind of scooted herself backwards, and then went under the bottom rope and hung out of the ring with Sasha hooked on the ropes. So the ropes were holding Sasha back, like he in gets. the ring, and yeah. Charlotte's hanging, like to her head is touching the arena floor. He so it was it was pretty impressive. Uh, another really impressive bump came in the uh, main event, ma- or not the main event, the world title match um, between it was Tyler Breeze, uh, Finn Balor, and Kevin Owens. Um, the the ring is up because it's a it's a music venue, it's, mm-hmm. so there's a, so there's like a stage up there, and they set yeah. the ring and the entranceway up on the stage. So you okay. have the ring height to the floor, and then you have the the, the floor, quote-unquote, is actually another, you know, whatever it is, five feet off the ground because it's on a music stage. Mm-hmm. So Balor, number one, first off, throws Kevin Owens over the rail to the actual, the real floor, so Owens <laughs> falls, you know, over a rail plus the stage, so he falls like seven feet, and then Balor goes off the apron runs and jumps over the rail and does like a a dive over the rail to the actual arena floor
2: that should be the please don't die chance yeah
0: it was pretty incredible and the place went bonkers yeah it was overall it was a it was a really awesome experience Um, probably the funnest wrestling show I've ever been to I mean you know it reminds you the biggest thing that I take from this, and if I could ever tell anybody, you know, because they interviewed a few people and whatever, but I was late getting there. They interviewed a few, few people online, and I think they showed some of that on TakeOver when they showed the the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would have said to them, and what felt so cool about it, is you see on all these shoots and all these podcasts and old grainy footage, you see the old school, you know, territorial NWA matches where it was held in smaller arenas and... Mm-hmm the arenas were kind of dark and kind of dingy looking and the crowd was white hot for the whole show everybody completely bought in and it was just a crazy atmosphere wrestling based and it always kind of felt kind of mournful or kind of sad being of uh my generation and you know you'll never get to experience that you'll never get to see what that was like and it feels a lot like these shows are kind of a throwback to that. I felt like I was there. you know I felt like I kind of got to have that kind of experience and so I'm just really I'm just really grateful like something like this is around now and I hope uh, continues to flourish. The,
1: the
2: everything that I've heard people I, I've heard of people who were big ECW fans back in the day they describe it like that where yeah. it's that incredible rave almost atmosphere of you have it's like getting beyond the velvet ropes of wwe to get into nxt where the real yeah hardcore not literal hardcore but you know what i mean hardcore Mm -hmm. fans are Mm -hmm. because nxt is like you've said before our kind of wrestling where we've been here forever we're not just going to casually throw on raw once every couple of months you have to be a big time fan really to watch nxt and it's a treat for people like us who can just like you said earlier with stuff like Corbin just listening to the crowd instead of having to follow a script step by step it's much more old school in its booking and it's a very refreshing change
0: so what we gotta decide right now so if we can we can refer people back to this episode if it ever comes up Um, what you just said is true but at the same time I am definitely starting to read and get the the very clear feeling that um that what you just said in and of itself is also kind of a work, like it is abundantly obvious also from this show that I went to and the kind of people that I saw at said show, and the way that a lot of things are being presented now that uh triple h special especially triple H and the wWE to a lesser extent, they definitely know that people are kind of taking that attitude about it. Like, because, you know, a lot of the chants we got during the show were um, better than Raw, better than Cena, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely embracing, you know, kind of trying to tell make people feel good about themselves. Like, oh, you're, you're above that Raw stuff. You're above uh, all that silly, you know, WWE stuff. This is real wrestling, and you should just lap this right up. I mean, it's definitely, that's definitely getting emphasized, and I can tell. So what we need to figure out here, right here. Okay. On the Wrestling Wars podcast going forward. Let's clarify that both of us are in on that work. So, going forward, are we going to acknowledge that or are we just going to play into it and just be like, "Oh my god, it's the greatest thing I've ever. It's so much better." Which one are we going to do?
2: I'm leaning more towards the latter because yeah, I can't, it, I'm
0: cool with that.
1: I'm cool with it's
2: that. It's hard I, it's hard for me to go to I can't sit sit through an episode of NXT without saying, "Oh my goodness, this this show is so amazing." Well,
0: no, and that's fine, and it is. I mean, everything I just said about this of, of why I prefer it to to WWE is is completely true and relevant. Like the crowd was way into it; it was, you know, entirely wrestling based. Um, I mean, it it, it it was, but it's obvious that some of the um, some of the comparisons of NXT versus—I guess that's what I'm getting at—we can like it for what it is individually, and if we prefer it, if it's more to our tastes than say Raw or SmackDown is, then that's fine. But it's clear that they are very much playing up the NXT versus WWE um, the differences. Oh, uh, okay. And so now I um, get where you're going with this. As far as you know, be, you know, people acting like they're these insiders and. Oh, we're above I'm not I mean if WWE is good it's good you'll hear me talk about yeah. later I mean I think Payback's action welcome. action wise payback is probably better than than takeover but as a general for what the product is I you know obviously we've talked about it many times we very much prefer NXT
2: yeah well so, it's there's more we don't have enough time to go into the reasons why it's a, a more entertaining program than raw
0: but. to us. To us, yeah. there's probably yeah. plenty. Well, probably millions of people out there who find Raw to be, you know, a more entertaining show, yeah. more their style, and have more things on it that they're interested in. But that's the point. Raw is yeah. supposed to have more stuff that appeals yeah. to a larger audience. Um, the and, women's and, and match.
2: And go ahead. And NXT is, like I said earlier, it's designed for people like us. I mean, there are people who are going to like it, but a lot of people are going to say, "Where's Cena? Yeah, uh, oh, he's yeah. the only. Oh, yeah. He's the only guys? reason I watch oh, yeah. most of the show." Or they're gonna look at they're gonna look at Zane and Neville and say, "I'm supposed to watch these guys?" Yeah, they're yep. tiny.
0: The uh, women's match, like I said, was real good. Uh, had some interesting spot. There was another spot in it that I described um, elsewhere, but I- I'm not even gonna attempt to do it justice by talking about it. It's hard enough to write it out what it was. But um, there was just a lot of interesting stuff. Stuff I've never even seen before that went on during the show and in the matches. The women definitely um, held up their end of the bargain. Uh, we had uh, actually Mick Foley and Joey Styles were in the first row, um, and got a little chant during the show. So it was it was a really it was a really cool thing, you know. If this if NXT continues to be, come more and more, uh, what I guess they're trying to trying to push it to be, um, which we will get into a little bit later with what happened in the title match at Takeover. Um, it'll be really cool to look back and say I was there for that first show. You there know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, I, I love I love the idea of like you said with. Foley, obviously, it's a little bit different. I love what they're doing with bringing in uh, like mid card guys who you've heard of before, like when they brought in Kendrick and Rhino at oh, the yeah. moment. Oh yeah, I love that.
0: And I because think there's going to be we're going to see play more of that when, as so the too. brand develops.
2: Because those guys, Rhino can still put on a good match. Kendrick can. It's just why not bring them in? They're there yeah. to make they're there to make the younger people look good. People are going to remember Rhino as a former U.S. champion, so he's got some credentials. You know why not? And he can still work a good match.
0: Uh the women's match was good. Um after the show, I saw a couple of uh forum old school forum legends I finally met uh RVD girl and well Theo was there as well. I've seen him a hundred times. Uh when I saw him when I ran out of the arena, um I went for a belly to belly suplex on Theo. Got him up half halfway over and then I decided to you know what maybe I shouldn't flip him all the way, so I set him back down. Theo's probably I mean I'm not going to I'm not trying to be offensive here. But I'm going to say he's likely um, on the other side of the Three Bills uh, <laughs> valley there. I, so. I've, seen some
2: pic- I've seen some pictures. Yeah, you're, so, you're but on. he
0: went up light as a feather to his to his credit. Um, he fed for it well. I told him, and I'm telling him right now on this podcast, this is the real thing that's going to happen. The next time I see you, Theo, you're going up for an F5. And I'm not joking. I told you at the show. I'm telling you right now. Every day I'm in the weight room, I'm thinking about it. Theo, you're going up for an F5. And then once I get you up on my shoulders, suspended, defenseless, I will decide if I'm actually going to throw you through the air.
2: And Theo, he's not kidding.
0: Oh, he knows I'm not kidding because I do it to he's him all not. the time. I on him every time I see him. Um, it's going down. And it's, it's in your best interest and my best interest to go ahead and feed for it and give me a little jump so I can get underneath you. Because I've, I've done squats with well over 350, 400, 450. So there shouldn't be no problem if you pass the initial lifting part.
2: So we're now to the point where we're cutting promos on here.
0: That's right. It's going to develop more and more. Um, on the other hand, RVD Girl was very sweet, uh, a pleasure to meet. Um, we all took a took a fun little picture together. Uh, it was very cool seeing those guys there. Um, very, It's a very communal thing from people from all different tastes of wrestling to see them there, um, and so that was a cool part of it too because we got into some debates about some Ring of Honor talents and some indie talents and versus NJPW Um all kinds of stuff like that. So it's it's uh, a cool communal thing with the kind of people who like NXT. By the way, I must add, a big moose chant broke out in the, <laughs> in the lobby on the way out. So I definitely partook. And I was about that. to
2: say, if you didn't partake in that, I don't know you oh, nearly as well as I time, thought I did. Big time.
0: Um, <clears throat> so that rounds out the, sh- the the live show. That was awesome. Really fun. If you, I mean, if you're at any level of fan of wrestling, I would 100 percent encourage going to uh, going to one of these. It's so much fun. So much fun. And the type of venues they're running, even if you don't spend that much money, you're going to have a tough time getting a bad seat. I mean, i you know, I spent quite a bit less money than uh, my lovely wife spent on uh, my tickets for Payback. She got them for me as a anniversary gift. Um, I spent quite a bit less money on my tickets to NXT and the seats were still closer than they were at Payback. So, uh, I can't recommend one of these shows enough and uh, and what's, that's another thing that's funny about the crowd atmosphere that I have to keep on pushing to you guys is as we will say when we get into the ratings for both Payback and this show and the comparisons um, match for match the action on Payback was better but the crowd was not nearly as into it or as fun at Payback as they were at the NXT so
2: yeah I remember, the closest thing I've ever been to that was I went to an ROH pay-per-view, uh, at WrestleMania 30 weekend. Oh yeah, I'm and sure it that was bonkers. just with all all the chants and the insanity and the streamers, which still get on my nerves. I know it's a tradition, but good grief, they could have cut that show down by 20 minutes without the streamers. <laughs> uh, but just where it's just that insanity and the fans know everything about every single person there. Yeah, yeah, and these people are their heroes. They claim to be just like with NXT fans, they claim to be the smartest fans around but they are sucked into what they are seeing. Well, even they if,
0: and even if they don't, that's what I loved about the NXT show, and it's probably the same way with Ring of Honor. Even if they don't know the people 100%, they give it a chance, and they'll get into Ty Dillinger is uh, going to work a, well, he is right now. It's a, I don't know how to, it's hard to describe it without seeing it. It's, it's his perfect 10 gimmick, which basically he walks out, he's saying he's a perfect 10, and then when he'll do him, he has these cards with scores on them. Like, you know, the scar, the cards that they hold up, you know, for scores, for the Olympics yeah. or whatever, um, yeah. he has those with him. And so he'll do a move, or they'll run a spot, and then he'll roll over to his corner and get the card out and hold it up. And if he did something good, it'll be a 10, right? But if the other guy paint brushes them or hip tosses them or something, he'll run away from him real fast and hold up like a 7 or something. But he'll <laughs> still be selling getting slammed. So well, it's it- really funny. And nobody got it at the first, but I'm serious if it – took two minutes it would be an overstatement it might have been two minutes after he started running the gimmick that everybody in the crowd got it and everybody in the crowd was popping like crazy when he'd go over to get the card and hold it up so that's Nobody, what I, people are there to have fun and enjoy and embrace what's being put in front of them so that's a really I'm, cool part of it as well
2: I'm kind of shocked an NXT crowd wouldn't get that because uh, I don't know if you noticed that has been done before
1: Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, it definitely has. I mean, like I said, they did get it. It only took like maybe two okay. times for him going I mean, over to grab the card before everybody was, you know, he had a hundred percent of the arena going crazy. Yeah. So
2: I was about to say Diamond Dallas Page did that gimmick back in like '95. Well, he had Kimberly was, hold up the cards for it was, him.
0: Yeah, but. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was, it's, it's, a lot like that. It was really cool. It was yeah. really cool. Um, so speaking of our comparisons to the two shows, uh, NXT Takeover was just this last week. Um, what'd, you, what'd you think of th- well first of all let's go with, with with the WWE apparently changing to the WKOE uh, World Kevin Owens Entertainment because he is in like a thousand different things right now between Cena yeah. between the debut of a certain somebody at the end of the show of NXT between the Sammy feud which in a way is kind of still open with the non-finish I'm not quite they had. sure on that one so
2: and I mean, he's got Regal now. He's um, Yeah,
0: oh yeah, Regal came out there and got in his face. They actually put over an injury with, an he- with a heel and might have yes. done it twice. They might have yes. done it twice because I'm reading, let's start off with the first one. Uh, as we know, Hideo Tommy's out uh, with shoulder surgery. He'll be out for six months. At the beginning of the show, like I've been harping on over and over on the, on the podcast, they showed and that's all they have to do all you have to do besides Bo leave is show the man laid out in the parking lot and make an allusion to possibly Kevin Owens being involved in the injury that's all you got to do to put that over to utilize the injury to be a positive thing as positive as it possibly can be and they did it and I was so incredibly happy and here I go back to the smart side was saying I wasn't surprised the place that I saw it was NXT um Not to mention, with the way they ended the match, I've read that Sami Zayn um, is indeed probably going to need shoulder surgery. I guess he was just healthy enough to get through the match with Kevin Owens, but he is going to need some corrective surgery. Um, They built the whole angle with Kevin Owens saying, you know, I hurt you before, and I know how I hurt you, and I'm going to hurt you again, and this time you're not coming back. And they end the show with... Kevin Owens brutalizing Sami Zayn and making it look like he might be out for a long time. Which Sami Zayn might be out for a pretty long time because it looks like in reality he is going to need corrective surgery. It all fits together so well, it makes me so happy. I wrap myself up in blankets and I think about it with a smile as I go to sleep. What'd you think of all that?
2: First off, I'm still trying to recover from you slipping that bow leave in there. That was, that was r- amazing.
0: Oh, n- see, what you don't know is the bow le- I have a sleeveless bow leave shirt that I wear to pretty much every show now. For one, because I had to get a double XL, the bow is fucking enormous on the front of the shirt. So it's really easy to find me in the crowd if I want to look, you know, on the taping afterwards or if I'm telling you guys, hey, I'll be at a live show. Look for me in the crowd or whatever. It's really, really easy to find that huge bow, the, the B and the O, like somewhere in the crowd. Um, yeah,
2: with me, it'll be a Superman shirt. And
0: for two, what's funny is because I get a lot of people who kind of come by and they kind of glance twice at me and they say, Bo, leave. And then I'll yell at them. It's all you have to do. And so, and a lot of people get it. So it, it adds a, another fun little layer at the, uh, at the uh, at the live shows. Um, uh, so I, how do you think? What do you think of Kevin Owens man getting put over with the boundaries and the magic that ends the NXT shows?
2: I'm digging the heck out of it. Um, it's I, I, when I was writing the the review for that show that that gave me the biggest smile um, all night long. Even after all the good stuff they had on that show, just Owens knowing exactly they put him right in the perfect spot yep. because it does even if they don't reveal him as the attacker which they might not i mean it could be breeze still yeah, it would make yeah, it would fit it the same way but they teased it and yeah, they made you yeah. think that is all they have to you ne- it's such a lost art just putting in that little detail
0: yeah because i said that in, in in a review recently and i said that uh, i wrote that somewhere um the little things make up the big picture. The little subtleties, the little bits and pieces, the little things make up the big things. And that right there is a prime example. I'll
2: buy that. It, 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 as Austin puts it, it's the, it's the salt and pepper on a steak.
0: Yep.
1: It,
2: I mean, if a to- you have to take a Tommy out, and I'm so glad that they had someone attack him. Even if they didn't say who it was or even hint at it, at least they said someone attacked him. Well, and not
0: just and- that, but the but the... They have Owens there and it's after the really personal nature of the promo that Tommy cut the week before mm-hmm. where he yeah. says, who you want to win? And he said, oh, I definitely want Owens to win because I want to fight Owens because Owens doesn't have any respect for anyone or anything, basically saying this guy's a piece of shit and I want to beat some respect into him. And so then Owens, who is a piece of shit, ends up jumping him and hurting him because he said, I mean, that's just, to me, that's, that's just beautiful. It's fantastic
2: actually i'll tell you what it is it's thinking it's it's for once they're actually thinking ahead instead of just saying oh crap what are we gonna do yeah. we didn't plan yeah. we didn't plan two days ahead uh yeah, i mean it's they probably cut they probably filmed that little vignette of hideo saying that after they knew he had the surgery and they said owens is perfect do yep. it with him yeah um
1: I will say, uh, just to go
0: touch on the main roster stuff, um, I guess they had the tapings this last week, the NXT tapings, the post-takeover tapings, and uh, people are trying to say, oh, well, Kevin Owens didn't show up with the U.S. title during these tapings, so obviously he's not going to win next week at Elimination Chamber. Well, you're a dumbass if you think that, because do you really think that Kevin Owens is going to come bopping on to NXT with the U.S. title and spoil one of the main storylines that's on the main roster?
2: Well, I'll say this much. Of course, Owens he is a-
0: fucking isn't. Don't I'll be this- a dumbass. Goodness well, gracious.
2: Owens is amazing, but I don't think even he can get the U.S. title in a non-title match.
0: Is it? Did they say? Well, yeah. Did Every- they say it was a non-title on match? D-
2: on com, it says that it's non-title.
0: Oh, okay. See, I didn't even know. I haven't even. I haven't. I wasn't able to watch Raw this week, and I've only been able to see a, a part of the of the promo. I only watched the highlights of it because I knew if I watched the whole thing, I would probably have a seizure and roll down the stairs because of how amazing it was. But okay, so good. There you go. Whoever that was was a dumbass. Good stuff. Um and but I mean even still, either way, it it wouldn't have they wouldn't have done that. They wouldn't have thrown something out there that would have right. spoiled something on the main show. And um boy, that's non-title.
2: You that's an opening. It's, but, I mean it's
0: it's, it's it's furthermore a reason why there's a pre- oh gosh, if he was going go over in that match.
2: What a time to be what a time
0: to be a wrestling fan! You got yes. it damn right, because now you got. <laughs> see, my my thing always when they did the WCW invasion, when they had the WWE thing, oh. and apparently they they considered this before Buff Bagwell and Booker T. Booker T. went out there and fucking stuck the joint out. What my thing always was is they shouldn't. I mean, they should have done the original, you know, simulcast with WWE and WCW. Okay, I bought WCW. Taiman Man comes out, says, "No, it's mine now." after that, they should have kept them separate. They should have kept them 100% don't acknowledge each other. It's two separate leagues. And then you can maintain the heat and the intrigue of people showing up on the other brand show. Or people jumping ship and taking a bigger contract to go to the other show. You could have done that. You could have maintained that intrigue that made the Monday Night Wars, part of what made the Monday Night Wars, so special. And so now we're almost beginning in some... In some faucets, in some aspects to come back to that, where NXT has looked at this as this whole other thing, but you occasionally get guys showing up, you occasionally get guys alluding to the fact, God, that promo that Owens cut this week about talking about John Cena and saying, I don't care about the US title, this title that's over my shoulder is the real prize, we're the real wrestling organization, like, that is amazing! and that is part of what they're starting to bring back with with some almost some brand wars with this and it's really 100% what they need and if they're really after uh, what's best for business they're going to know that putting over the main guy or a couple of main guys from NXT is only going to help them get over on the main roster which is where which is where they need the most guys the most over
2: right see the the one thing that I'm that in this case, WWE hopefully will get it through their heads this time that back during the invasion, if if WCW, if it had been its separate brand, if they made money, that money went right into Vince's pocket. Well, yeah. Which I don't know. He was this. He had this obsession about putting WWF over every single chance he could, even though he owned both companies. Uh, which now hopefully, I mean, if Cena loses at, extre- at a. At, in the chamber, at, 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 at Extreme chamber.
0: chamber, whatever the fuck it's called, goddamn pay per view every two weeks, anyways. Four,
2: four shows in seven weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah that I is I know, oh, I know. I was at uh, some of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: Um, but it, it's, uh, I mean, uh, obviously, Owen shouldn't go over clean or anything, uh, but, I mean, he's a heel. He shouldn't go over clean ever. Ever, not, anyways.
1: Not, not in the big it, match, but
2: anyway. But, uh, but, uh, if you have him go over clean, maybe with some help of Cena's next feud or whatever, um, he leaves. Cena's going to be fine. Cena is going to... Cena has been a made man for like, <laughs> for like eight years. Yeah. So, and I mean, just... He'll be... Owens has everything to win and nothing. If he loses, he lost to John Cena. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, but it's it should be good. It's going to be a good match. Owens can bring it when he wants to. Um, it works down in NXT. It'll work on a big roster. Uh, as Jim Cornette said, if a hundred people like something, 10,000 people like it a hundred times more. <laughs> Got to get some cornet in there every now and then. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be good. Owens looked like a star that, that thing was stepping on the belt was a great touch.
0: Oh, the part where he says, you don't get to give me advice ever. I was like, Oh my God, that was delivered so perfectly. It was the, the idea was perfect. And the delivery of it was perfect.
2: Yeah, he, it's sometimes you just get a hot act, and you get someone that can deliver every single line that they are supposed to, and Owens nailed it. It was great, and I don't care that he's uh, a piece of scum because he is. Yeah, that, and uh, or the fact that yeah he was wearing a T-shirt. Oh, good lord! So sometimes what?
0: Sometimes people fucking wear T-shirts. Guy named Dean yeah. Ambrose is pretty fucking over, and he wears a T-shirt. So.
2: And so does like everybody else on the roster because yeah. they're selling the T-shirts.
0: Well, we won't. Let's 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 curtail the the Cena Owen stuff because we got. Yes. We'll, we'll make that a major cog of tomorrow night's show. Um, back to Takeover. Um, overall, I like I said earlier, I think the action. I would almost give Payback and Takeover almost the exact same grade, even mm-hmm. though I say that Takeover. Um, even though I'd say it, Paybacks action was superior to the action on TakeOver. I will say, though, that the payback card was very um, not intriguing. Like, you could have bet the farm on pretty much every match result and gotten them, 100%. Like, you just knew that this was kind of a show that was just there to be there, and um, there really wasn't anything, you know, there wasn't any doubt to any of the matches, and, um... It was still entertaining. It was an entertaining show, but... It wasn't that, that it... sense of intrigue. For that's TakeOver, true. I came in having no idea how any of the matches would go, and I actually had a prediction on a few of them that were not correct because I thought for sure Enzo and Cass were finally going to get those tag belts on this show, and they didn't. Um, a lot of stuff. and that's, So that's why I kind of had both of them at about a C plus, B minus range. What did you think?
2: Well, first off, one little side note, or er, note attachment to that. Is there any better feeling in wrestling than not knowing what's going to happen? None.
0: Absolutely none absolutely not oh man that's part that's what makes it great that's what makes oh yeah going into shows the best is that edge of your seat um almost frantic just not
1: knowing what's coming next that's the best
2: oh yeah and um i liked both shows a lot uh like you said with uh with with payback it didn't need to be there not a lot really happened um i don't think any no titles change hands i don't think um and it's, it's not much really happened, but it was still a very entertaining show. Um, yep. it, it's just it was three hour, two hours and forty five minutes of just good, entertaining action, yep. which a lot of the time is all you need. Um, that show always does well. I don't know why. All three shows that they've had have been really good. Um, all three paybacks have been good for no real reason. Um, but uh, takeover, takeover is becoming the victim of its own success. Yeah. Where you have every show has just been this massive home run, with our evolution being one of the best shows I've ever seen.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. And uh, just if this is as bad as Takeover gets, we're gonna be fine. If, if this yeah, show, yeah, it was this wasn't a masterpiece, but it was ve- it was good. It was two hours long. Of I mean, what was the worst match on the card? Probably the Rhino match. Yeah.
0: And that and, and, and that was fine. It, you know. Yeah, it was fine. Exactly. I'd give it a you know solid C.
2: Yeah, I had it at a uh, C. Or no, um, I had it at a C. At a C. Yeah. So okay. and it was just take two power guys, let them beat each other up for seven minutes, soak in the cheers. Yep.
1: No problem.
2: It's all you needed to do. That match was exactly what it was supposed to be. Uh, Corbin looks good. Corbin looks like a, a monster again. Rhino is still going to be Rhino. Uh, the, the, it's like I said. If that's the worst that I have to sit through for two hours for ten bucks a month, I'm good. Um, uh, the main event was, the main event was interesting, uh, to put it mildly.
0: Yeah, um, kind of, like I said on the, like I said, I, I felt like it was kind of like a glorified segment almost, like, it devolved yeah. into just craziness pretty much right out of the gate. Um,
2: and part of that's probably because Sammy might not be healthy enough to work yeah, a match. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I know Austin would get into the brawling stuff because his neck was kind of held together by gum and duct tape for a while there, but, um... I mean, Sammy's shoulder is probably the same way right now. So if you, if that's the best he's got right now, then it was still
0: entertaining. They still gave us some really unique, like pretty cool offense. I don't believe I've ever seen. Um, I was sitting there like, no, no, like for real, marking out when he was gonna powerbomb him on the floor. I was like, no, no. And then I don't think I've ever seen somebody like grab onto the to like the structure of the arena to get away from a move. Or I'm sure I have seen it, but I, I cannot recall, you know, one that, that, that's happened. So that was really neat to see. Um, so you still managed to give us some pretty hot action and some pretty oh, yeah. uh, unique stuff. But it was just just weird how it went down. And it kind of seemed like they kind of jumped the gun with the whole um, referees coming out to coming out to stop the match deal. Yeah,
2: and, just, and that kind of went on a little longer than it should long have. Way it
0: needed to. And um, you know if Owens is such a scumbag, then start beating up some refs. You know what I mean? Like start. Yeah. I don't know. I, it, it, they stretched it out a little bit too long, but like you they said, they might have but... been covering for for uh, Sammy's injury. Um, and, the,
2: and the thing about Sammy with his Sammy selling is so good, you never really can tell if he's I, all there or I not. Was,
0: <laughs> man, when they announced that he was cleared to compete, I was pretty much. Like, there we go. Sammy got you all again. Like, I was about to jump on here and be like, I know he wasn't hurt. I knew it. Just because I just can't bring myself to, be- you know, his selling is so good that I, I really, even when we all think he's really hurt, I just always have some doubt in my head. Like, no, he isn't really hurt. Like, he's yeah. just that good. And, um...
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I Sammy's selling, I don't know. I mean, the best I've ever seen out to Deshaun Michaels and second best is Jeff Hardy. I'm thinking Sammy might be... Uh, getting past Jeff already as oh, best yeah, seller yeah. I've ever seen. He, I mean, I, it's going to take a lot to top Sean, but uh, it, it's remarkable. I'm still not entirely convinced his shoulders hurt.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I know. I, me neither. I'm still like, no, <laughs> maybe. Yeah.
2: Because I mean, oh. I know, I know you can see it pop out of joint, but I, I mean, I've got weird shoulders. I can pop mine out of joint. at will. So, I mean,
0: maybe he did that. I don't know. Valor versus Breeze. Uh, open the show. They had really cool entrances, but in general, this is just, like, a bigger picture thing. But that new set, I think it looks cool, but, man, was I the only one who, like, they were, like, the lighting behind them made it so I couldn't see the people sometimes? Like A bit. I get where they were going with that, but I don't know if they need to, like, rearrange those lights behind them or if they need to practice with it more, but it kind of threw me off a little bit
2: a bit yeah i i loved the entrances um the the, the runway walk was was really yeah, entertaining that was really cool with uh, i believe was sarita as one of the models yeah. sarita from tna um but uh Ballard with that demon entrance goodness good yeah it just i mean that that alone right can you picture that on like a wrestlemania stage oh
0: that well, i mean that's you know that's what you immediately start thinking of you start kind of daydreaming about it like what what would they do with that guy at a WrestleMania or like a big show, like
2: whatever he just wants? The
0: anticipation to what insanity we would see out of that is just it's big yeah. time. It's huge. It's very cool. Uh,
2: yeah, but I thought the match was good. It was a good choice for an opener. Um, I, I it was a bit one-sided, but I think that was the right way to go. Breeze got in some stuff, but there comes a point where Breeze is great, but he was out of his league with with Balor. But almost everybody is.
0: Well, they need to they need to go that way. They need to really enhance Balor's moveset and uh the way they book him to where he is a almost an intimidation factor like, you know, when you'd wrestle mm-hmm. Taker or sometimes whenever they feel like it with Bray Wyatt or you know things like that like he should be somewhat otherworldly in his abilities and as a smaller guy, it'll be more agility and uh more agility and flying based, but he should be one of those guys that like it should be Mind game. Like you should almost be halfway beat by before the bell even rings, because you know not only does he come out there with that look, with that entrance, but now he's about to use his badass, you know, almost superpowers on you. You know what I mean?
2: And also, side note, I know you're a big fan of this. That is probably the coolest entrance music in all of NXT.
0: Uh, you know what? Conceptually, I like it. Um, sometimes I'm I'm not super sure about the actual contents of of how it goes. You know, obviously they 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 do a good job with the, with the ups and downs so we get the crowd involved. But, um, there's just some, just, I don't know. There's some aspects of it that I think that they could do. They, he could have better, that he could do better, but I, I, I can't disagree too much as far Even as, you know, what's interesting. I'd have to think. So I, mean, I
2: I do admit, I do have Bailey's theme song on my iPod.
0: So. No that, uh, now that Breeze doesn't have his old music, which was easily the best that was on NXT, yeah.
2: I, I, I described that to the fiance, and she's like, "Okay, I've got to see this guy. Yeah, I have was, to." She did, she knew nothing else about him. It was so amazing.
0: Um, <laughs> the girls' tag was was fine. Just a way to yeah. get the girls on the show. Yeah. Um, good to see them keep on pushing Bailey. Uh,
2: yeah. Looking at my notes for the match, my first line of it, this was fine.
0: Yeah, basically. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean,
2: it, I like that they that they saved Bailey versus Emma for later. Yeah, that should that should be fine. Um, uh, I mean, fine. That's the word that I keep saying with it. It was fine.
0: And, um, and that's the thing that that kind of brought the show down to down to earth. Is you usually don't have matches like that at a a takeover show. You get every match, you're like, oh, this was amazing about this, and oh, this was amazing about that, and oh, this was amazing, but here you got your, you know, your basic matches that are fun to see the guy, the people on the crowd, on the card, and, you know, moving on,
1: you know.
0: Speaking of the girls, uh, probably was match of the night, the uh, women's title match, um, even though Sasha Banks had to to get out her, her... her, her big boy her big girl shoulders because she really had to kind of carry uh, Becky Lynch and uh, w- while the match was very good it kind of concerns me because if you have no Sasha if you have no Charlotte who who carries this division you know what I mean and this division is a huge deal right now it's right up it there is. with the with the NXT title
2: it um, is which is amazing
0: and I don't yeah. know if. I don't know if if Becky Lynch is there yet. I mean, they tried hard, and I could see getting behind her. She has a very, very unique, uh, unique, intoxicating, different look. Um, you know, the accent's cool on the on the promos and all that. But uh, if that's any indication of the numerous screw ups, which I also saw quite a few in the tag match at the NXT Live show, um, I don't know if she's she's ready to be the Get get ready for this. Prepare yourself for this, because I know you love puns. I don't know if she's ready to be the linchpin of this division. It, it was
2: remind me to hit you for that one later.
0: Oh, you're so happy right now. You love it.
2: Oh, it, 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 well, love is not right is not exactly the word for it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I don't think she's ready yet. But then again, how many people after our evolution would have said I don't know if Sasha is as good as Charlotte made her look.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure thing.
2: I mean, the th- again, I go back to this every time. The fact that I can have that hope when watching NXT makes it such a completely different promotion from anywhere else. I believe that they yeah, can find a way true, to pull it off. True,
1: it's true. It,
2: it's I mean, I I mean if this was a WWE show, we'd be saying eh, she's done for. In NXT, they could make this work. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sarah Del Rey has already proven that she is a saint. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Look at what she's done with banks and Charlotte just out of like Absolutely. nowhere
1: yeah
2: uh, I mean I don't see why Lynch who has some experience worldwide would be any different i mean it uh, the, the the there were some slip ups in the match, but it's one of those matches where you get so carried away with how with how exciting it was with the near submissions and everything that I can easily overlook them. I didn't notice them the first time I watched the match, but I rarely do unless it's a major one it was it was it was it was, it was the match of the night um the those girls they are amazing with how talented they are and how entertaining of a match they can put on. Uh, that they're, they're the the fact that they're not overly sexualized is such a huge uh, yeah. difference. Yeah, I mean totally. they're there in the same kind of revealing outfits, but it's mm-hmm. never focused on yeah. ever. You know, it's. I mean, you don't have. It helps that you don't have Lawler there making his nineteen forties jokes about them. Yeah, but it's. It, it's such a it's such a refreshing change of pace, um, and I I loved the match. It was it, it was by far the match of the night for me. I don't know how I only gave it an A minus, um, but it was the, well. That's because
0: uh, it was action and emotion wise, it was an A. But it, you know you can nitpick all the because there were quite a few okay. noticeable screw ups. Um, so yeah, A minus I uh, say is completely fair.
2: I, I did like that um, that Sasha threw in an arm trap on the bank statement.
0: Oh, yeah. For Which, sure. Which, uh,
2: it, it, that, that was, I was worried about that a little bit because the bank statement, I'm assuming it's like the, it's supposed to crank on the neck and the back. Yeah. When, when it's applied regularly, it's just, you've spent the whole match setting up that arm. you got to do something with the arm on the bank statement.
0: Oh, was I, speaking of screws, was I the only one that noticed that, uh, her hands were definitely under, interlocked underneath the chin, so that would have made that a choke. And it clearly was a choke because Becky Lynch's face was turning bright fucking red during the whole move. Like, you could tell she was choking her, and it was a choke, but well, you, I guess you the could referee tell, didn't catch that one.
2: You could tell when her hair and her face became one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was choking the shit out of her, but, oh well.
2: <laughs> eh, she lived.
0: Yeah, nitpick, nitpick.
2: Made it more realistic, so there we go.
1: Uh, the tag yeah, match
0: was, was was a pile was a valley of disappointment for me for, for so many reasons I was so sure Cass and Enzo were finally going to win the belts I was so sure that Carmella was going to finally uh, go away and and none of those things happened and not only did any of those things happen but one of my favorites Alexa Bliss comes out and rips my heart out and turns <laughs> heel I don't understand I don't understand any of this But the only, the only thing that I can say positive about it is, um, for one, what are Blake and Murphy doing if they're not being reigning, uh, cheating heel tag team champions? You know what I mean? Like, this is really the only thing for them. Yeah, what else can you do with them? Um, with that, uh, you know, from everything we've heard, Alexa Bliss kind of works a little bit stiff, um. So maybe a new heel persona will allow her to, uh, to express that more and utilize that more in matches.
2: Well, a couple of hours ago, actually, they, uh, she, uh, put up a photo online. Oh, of I her... saw it. I saw yeah. it when yeah. they had
0: a matching outfit now and it looks really cool. Very, Which, very good.
2: There's one problem with that outfit though. Did you see what the, uh, what the tagline for no, it was? I saw
0: it was. It was BAMF. Yeah. Blake and, Blake, Alyssa, Alyssa and Murphy.
2: Blake, Alyssa, Murphy factor, I think. Yeah.
0: What's wrong with so, that? What are you trying to say?
2: Um... Uh, this is where shocking needs to be. Heard. Banff is a Marvel comics title.
0: Oh, is it? That's what.
2: you Yeah, meant. yeah.
0: I thought it meant biscuits and milk and fudge, but no, I don't it's know the, what else. It, it, Yeah,
2: it's the. I won't go into what it is because I'll sound like an even bigger geek than I usually do. Um, but yeah, it's a Marvel comics title, mm. so that's probably not going to last
0: long. Well, the shield was a thing, so <laughs> we'll. Uh... We'll go ahead and... I mean, we'll see we'll see I, how it plays out. I just don't I, see how you make somebody that much smaller than everybody else be a heel. Like, how does that make any sense?
2: Well, it didn't work when they tried to make Rey Mysterio a heel.
0: Yeah, heels are um, supposed to be, you know... You heels. can't have an underdog heel. That doesn't... Yeah, that's I don't true. Know. If they
2: were underdog heels, they'd be faces. Um, but uh, I liked it. I... I the thing that you were saying here, this is another old school flashback for me. When you said that you were so sure this was going to happen,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: and you were so sure it was ready, I was having flashbacks to people saying, "This has got to be the night that Honky Tonk Man loses that title." yep,
1: yep, it's yep, it got to really happen was, tonight. Really I'm sure of it.
0: Yep,
2: and that is a recipe for money. Yeah, you know it for sure, and no.
0: Well, uh, hopefully, this will be able to. Stretch out the run and give him something to do, and hopefully it'll be a positive thing for Alexa Bliss. Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't really get it. She was really, really good in that really kind of uh, cute, friendly, uh, kind of yeah, but yeah, but you kind of have, but
2: <sighs> she's kind of competing with Bailey in the whole cute gimmick. I mean, I know, it's, yeah, I know they're very different.
0: It's that's true, but I don't know. I thought she had a good enough niche. Oh, I,
2: I, I did love the uh, on the entrance when it's like glitter, glitz, glamour, sparkle. She has no soul when she says that on that entrance. <laughs> it's it's just the most. It, it sounds like it's just yeah. It's she she sounds so bored saying that. It's it's I love that for some reason. Might be because Alexa Bliss is saying it, and she could read a phone book and I'd be entertained.
0: Pretty much. Um, speaking of breaking out the phone book. Wow, well, I don't know what the fuck that segue was about. I guess they made some phone calls. Um,
2: uh, what are you going to call up next?
0: As as first, well, sort of first reported here, like I said, I thought this deal was already done, and it looks like it is, as Samoa Joe made his debut during the main event. They're going to call him Samoa Joe, which I don't know why people are so surprised. I mean, they really had no, they had no option yeah. to call him anything other than Samoa Joe. Like, if... if if AJ Styles was to ever show up they're gonna call him AJ Styles like yeah Joe. there's no I mean, other it, you know he's too really big of a is. deal to to not be called Samoa Joe and to not capitalize on that
2: and that's what they're gonna ch- I mean there's already ha- I mean that you have know, Bailey's gonna hug you they've already got the chant mantra down oh yeah
0: well and they, they, they they've already sold out his t-shirt like oh yeah people oh, yeah. act so surprised but you got to remember WWE is business first if something's going to help business to call okay. this guy by his name, then yeah, they're going to do it.
2: I mean, and, uh, back, back back in '96, they brought in Vader. They wanted to change his name to Mastodon, <laughs> and and Cornette had a had a heart attack yeah, over it. Aneurysm, it. Then again, I'm sure, that yeah. that that then again, that might have just been because it was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, I mean, it's Vader. Everybody knows him as Vader. Everybody knows him as Samoa Joe.
0: Yeah.
2: Why? El- what else are you going to call
0: him? So, what are we, what are we thinking of this? His potential, I mean, there's a ton of potential for him down there. Um, matches to have. Obviously, Owens is going to be, God, Big that prize. match could be crazy. That could oh, match could be man. insane. Um, looking forward to that. Looking forward, I think he'll be, he'll, he'll be fantastic against, uh, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze can bump around for him real well. Oh, and, geez, you know, yes. that'll look insane with him getting thrown all over the place. Um. He definitely cannot... adds another layer of, of, of a profile to the overall roster and to the card um, NXT as a both a TV brand and a touring brand. So
2: I cannot wait for him for somebody to go up top against him and him just to do that casual walk <laughs> away walk with away. that yeah, with yeah, that yeah. boy. Please look on your yeah, on his face. Yeah, uh, yeah. that, that might be that's one of my all time favorite spots that anyone does. It's it's so appropriate. Nobody nobody gets this idea of move. I know, yeah. I know. You have to catch them so they don't like die, but I love it. He casually walks away.
0: So, what are we left to, uh, to, Ugh. to assume? What's gonna, where this is gonna go? It kind of, to me, says that maybe Kevin Owens will be moving on sooner than we think. Especially since you know, obviously, he debuted on Raw uh, a couple weeks ago. Now you got someone with Joe down there to take the belt off of him.
2: Well, um, that's that's one of the perks of of the way NXT works is. Other than the live events, which you can main event with, that you can swap the main events yeah, out, as yeah, yeah. as you saw, they. I mean, Owens worked thir- Owens worked this the, the TV tapings this past Friday. They're taped up for a month now. He could go up to so, WWE, w- come back, whatever, come yeah. back, work yeah. one more month, for, one more night of tapings for them, and be into like the Fourth of July almost, with with tapings down there. So it doesn't. I mean, he could go up to the main roster, but he could be in NXT for a, a good while to come. Um, Joe, um, aside from killing some people, because uh, I've heard that's what he does, he's gonna be he's gonna be a force down there. I think he'll eventually make the main roster. Of course, he's gonna be he's gonna be brought up there just as a probably not as a long term thing because he is thirty six, I believe. Yeah, thirty six. Yeah. Um, he'll he'll get a run on the main roster. Yeah. He's. He's one of the few guys that Gosh, is... Gosh,
0: just think of what we could have soon. Lesnar against Owens. Lesnar against Jamo- uh, Samoa Joe. Uh.
1: There, <laughs>
2: yeah, I gotta look something up real fast. There's a quote that is so perfect uh, that sums up what's going on in WWE right now. I'll find that All here right, in I'll, I'll,
0: I'll carry, carry for a second yeah, while you're in for that. Fill in Both of those matches are big time what I'm looking forward to. Um, especially, I was thinking the other night that I would save... Brock Lesnar's appearances for um, for Royal Rumble forwards. I mean, if you can think of a way to maybe do a troika of Shield champions, where um, maybe Dean uh, Dean Ambrose drops gets the belt from Rollins uh, at Elimination Chamber, which might sound crazy to some of you, but we'll explain. I'll explain my concept on that tomorrow night. And then later on, you know, you do a shield triple threat, just a straightaway shield triple threat for SummerSlam main event. You keep moving things around so you're not wasting Lesnar's Uh, appearances, and then you can really utilize him next year. I'd have Lesnar come back um, number 20, say, in the Royal Rumble and just destroy everybody in the Rumble, get his title shot against Rollins at WrestleMania in front of 100,000 people, and then roll with Lesnar as a champ for the next year, and you'll still have enough appearances left on his um, contract where it'll look a little bit better than the last time he was there. And then you can have him versus Wyatt. You can have him versus Owens. You can have him versus Samoa Joe. I mean, you have so many knockdown, dragout, drag-out brutal title matches that Lesnar can do. So I'm really excited for this crop of NXT guys who are maturing, who are going to be the next generation. Um, Hopefully that can all coincide perfectly to where we have a freaking amazing 2016
2: Here we go. Uh, I got that line ready. All right, what's up? Uh, If you told me five years ago that Samoa Joe would come face-to-face with Kevin Steen (laughs) at a WWE event after Steen fought El Generico for a championship that Prince Devitt was the number one contender for, then Steen is going to wrestle U.S. champion John Cena at a WWE pay-per-view two weeks later.
0: It's a beautiful thing. Oh, it's a beautiful thing.
2: It is amazing right now. That's why
0: I I, I think I I talked about this um, on one of our early episodes, episode one or two. Um, People say, oh, they killed the territory system, so, you know, there's no place for people to learn how to work and there's no places for people to come up and um, the the, the talent well is drying off. What I think actually happened is we just had um, Mr. John Laurinaitis in in charge of talent for a long time, and for a long time their whole idea with gaining talent, with, with signing new talent was... Um what's this guy's athletic background? Does this guy is this guy look like a swimmer. Would he make a good underwear model? We all know specifically with the girls it was 100% go get lingerie models, go get bikini models and we'll just, you know, they will be like to do five just moves. enough. Ever since Triple H has taken over they've been comp- very open it seems like to a mixture of both indie guys and um, the other, the, you know, the guys with legit backgrounds uh, that weren't necessarily uh, doing well, have, wrestling for a long time. And you don't time.
2: have to spend two and a half years training them.
0: Yeah, and so you have a mixture of these guys and being much more open. So I think, while it's not the um, not the, what we think of the territory system per se, I think that the indies. Um, are very healthy right now, and there's a lot of strong regional companies, um, obviously Ring of Honor being the strongest of of all of them, um, that are doing quite well for themselves. So you can still get experience in Ring of Honor. You can still get experience in NJPW. You can still get experience all over the place and have been working for 8-10 to years by the time you get to the WWE, just as Daniel Bryan was, just as Finn Balor was, just as Sami Zayn was, just as Kevin Owens was, and just as Samoa Joe was Um, I think all of these guys and and you know, we look at them and then you you see them, they're always the highlight of the show, every time we're jumping on here for the most part we're talking about these guys all these guys that are so polished they're so comfortable in the ring, who have all the subtleties down Um, and I think all the indies and the trainers, and let's say the people running Ring of Honor, and the people running you know, these various places, they're going to see this. They're going to see that, hey, there's a pretty good chance my guys I could be a funnel for the WWE so let's focus more on teaching guys those subtleties, teaching guys the promos, teaching guys this, that and the other, more so than, well, let's just put on a crazy match and put the brand over. Because if you have a regular pipeline to the WWE, people are going to know that. You think people who are prospective, um, you know, low-time wrestlers, you think they don't know that they can look at Ring of Honor and say, hey, they put a lot of guys into the WWE. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, uh, was it Adam Pierce that got that si- recently signed yep. a, an agent deal with them? Hey, Adam Pierce is up there. What's the other guy named uh, Jimmy Jacobs, correct? The other guy who works yep. for WWE? Right. Hey, Jimmy Jacobs and Adam Pierce are up there. You think they don't talk to people at Ring of Honor? You think they don't have those connections still? Hey, if I'm doing really good at Ring of Honor, those two guys work there. There's a pretty decent chance someone in WWE is going to know about me. That's a huge thing that can boost even Ring of Honor's business and their brand as far as the kind of talent that they can bring in.
2: Because WWE is going to get 90% of the talent they want. Yeah, so if there's a ta- Because they've got more money, exposure, you name it, they've got more of it. They work regularly. I mean, Ring of Honor works, what, maybe two, three times a month?
0: I, I wouldn't be able to comment. I don't, I don't know enough it's about It's
2: something it. like, it, it's not full-time for sure. Yeah. But um, WWE has that available to them. And I mean, the NXT show you were at, that's probably, I mean, about ballpark figure of how many people were there?
0: Oh, I mean, the place is completely sold. I'd say 1,500, 2,000.
2: Yeah. I think that the, the ROH pay-per-view that I was at, I think it was 2,200 attendance. So it's not exactly that far off. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's and you got more money, get more security. I mean, I know I'm. I know Ring of Honor is not going under anytime soon, but I mean, it's not WWE. It'll go it's under just, before WWE does. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it will. Um, but it's uh, th- there's definitely a good a good idea for a pipeline. I mean, ECW Heyman's admitted that it was a pipeline oh, yeah. to the big oh, yeah. two, which I mean, it has to be. You know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, the Dudleys were not going to be able to make as much money running ECW as they were going to be running Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. It's just it's not there, um, and there's nothing wrong with that either. No. There's, I mean, nobody's nobody can compete with WWE. They just can't. It's not they WWE has every advantage over them, and the experience and everything else. They there's you're not going to compete with WWE. You can't. So I mean, there's nothing wrong with having these guys for a couple of years and then see you on Raw. Yeah, yeah, you
0: know,
1: and
2: it's I mean, enjoy them while you can. Absolutely, you know? yep. Yeah, and it's uh, it's. The, the territories, people have been proclaiming the death of the territories for about ever now. Yeah. And every single time, there's always somebody that'll pop up, and then another little promotion will come up. And then, like, now it's PWG comes up. Then you have Shikara around. Then you have, um, you know, just, uh, what is it, FIP. You have all these little promotions that just kind of stick around. And they keep building themselves back up, and then WWE will take some of their talent, and then well, they have a fresh batch of talent. I mean, you look at Moose in ROH, yeah. who's just he's shown he's been there what like a year mm-hmm. or so, you know, and now all of a sudden he's on people's radar and okay. just and, and growing.
0: To, to furthermore speaking to, I guess we're getting into now um, how I just don't, and you know, I'm sure some old school person is 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 about to flip over in their rocking chair here and is talking about this, making a comparison, but to me, I just don't see that much. It's different in the way that uh, the exposure that it gets because you don't really have local television anymore. But other than that there's quite a few indies out there that have a pretty decent name who still put 800 to 1200 people into seats on a weekly basis. That's the big comparison I heard. People don't know how to work on TV, for one, and for two, you know, every day. Every day, back in the day, there was, there was, was, they were selling out this arena and selling out that arena, and, and all around the country, there was thousands of people at these different wrestling shows. Okay, so it's not quite like that anymore, but the WWE still does, what, three or four house shows a week? And oh, they yeah. have an it's average, because I just looked it up recently, their average house show attendance is 5,800 to 6,200. So there's still four shows a week where 5,800, 6,200, give or take, are in arenas watching shows. Now you got Ring of Honor. They're out there touring, pretty pretty consistently. They're putting, and I'm sure uh, you know, some of our Ring of Honor fans out there will think that, will say that I'm underestimating what their attendance is, but that improves my point. But you know, Ring of Honor's out there putting 800 1,200 people in seats, however many days a week. Um, PWG. Uh, is pretty well known for a quite, a few, quite a few guys coming through there. They're putting in there probably, you know, just under 1,000 people a few days mm-hmm. a week. Um, so you're still learning. There's still places to go. There's still... And let's oh, not yeah. even talk about NJPW, with a, which a lot of people consider to be the hottest, best brand of wrestling that there is going right now. And um, they're selling out arenas all over and yeah. a good place to go learn. So there's... It, it, it's I think it's closer... It's closer than what people would give it credit for. Obviously, wrestling isn't as um, popular as it once was, um, and it's not the same. It's not as, but I don't think it's a complete death and a complete difference from what these guys talk about. It's just it's, uh, when I hear him describe it, I'm I'm hearing them describe something that's really not that far away from what we have right now, right. Just, just from what I've seen. So, I mean, and
2: and now with. And the thing is, the exposure has never been easier because you can put a show on YouTube in yep. like no time. Yep. I mean, you I mean you put this podcast together, and it was we were rolling audio like four days later. Yep. it's not that hard to put together. I mean, with with the magic of YouTube, I mean you can watch OVW's TV show online yep. like three days after it airs on TV. Yep. I mean, it, TV is not having a local promotion. I mean, I don't know if. Yeah, if, I
0: forgot about OVW. They—if yeah. you listen to Cornette and his buddy Danny Davis, which I respect them, um, respect their word. I mean, OVW does does pretty good business in their area as well, and that's another oh, place yeah. to oh, go they, learn. They I've
2: been—I live in the in in their area. They've only come to Lexington a couple times, which is annoying. But they just recently, like two weeks ago, did a show. Um, they co-promoted a show down in Tennessee, yeah. you know, with another little—it's like Great American Wrestling or something. It's mm-hmm. some little territory that you probably never heard of. But they're doing enough business to get a good-sized uh, indie company like OVW down there to, to mix it up with them. They had, like, 200 people for a sellout. Doesn't sound like much, but for an indie crowd, that's not bad.
0: Yeah. And so, when you have
2: indie shows in front of, like, 28 people, 200 people's not bad at all.
0: With uh, NXT leading the way and kind of employing a lot of these guys, I think there's still a lot more of the territories and still a lot of places to learn and become good still left. I don't think that was ever the problem, and it's definitely not the problem now. The problem was John Laurinaitis and the kind of people that he wanted to... Either the kind of people that he thought he should recruit or the kind of people that he was told he should recruit.
1: Mm-hmm. Whichever
0: one it was, I'm not you know, going to completely blame him because we don't know which, which side of the coin it was on back then, but... I don't think that there being nowhere to learn and that the wrestling business is dying off and there's no territories anymore. I don't think that's what was really stagnating the pool for a while there. What I think was stagnating the pool was the kind of people that they, the whole structure of the way that they ran their developmental program back then. And I yeah. think we're de- we're coming out of that and we're seeing a really awesome group of future future stars on their on their way.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I mean you look from. It doesn't add, uh, other than the, the the Laurinaitis part, you had the amazing talent that they brought in in 2001 and 2002, Yep. which is a right... Cla- a
0: class they're still, they're still milking off of today. Oh, yeah. I
2: mean, John Cena and Randy Orton John are the two top Randy stars. Orton, yep. They debuted within, what, like a month of each
0: other? Well, that and uh, Lesnar.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, him too. You get
0: him because he's not there every week, but yeah. yeah. Lesnar was in that class too. And Chef Mysterio is going to be a big deal on GFW. He was in that <laughs> class.
2: Mysterio so, came in that year, yeah. not exactly the same thing, but yeah, he, they got him.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, and just all that stuff adds up together. And then you got the Laurinaitis years, which are the which is the dark days for a yeah, long time. And now Triple H is taking over, and NXT is suddenly the hottest thing on the planet.
0: And I think that's where we saw the. That's why I think we're seeing the Triple H class, if if you will, um, in public, if you will, if yeah, the Triple H class is going to be is going to be clashing against the the 2002 class and that's why we haven't seen anybody on the in-between you know what i'm saying nobody else is really there uh really got, isn't you got ziggler he's he's you know but how many times has he came and gone um sheamus is decent um but
2: it's a lot of mid it's a lot of upper mid card yeah, instead of main eventers of, a lot
0: of upper mid guard, so but now you have a ton of guys come up from this triple h class and that's why those are going to be the two the the 2002 class is going to be the one putting over the Triple H class and that's why you don't really got a whole lot from in between there because right. it was either um, poorly ran by Laurinaitis who took over for Jim Ross or it was uh, the whole the whole thing the whole structure of what they wanted and what they were looking for um, was just all screwed up and bad priorities and that's why we're getting we have a weird kind of no man's land in the middle between the 2002 class of randy orton of john cena of brock lesnar um against that's now starting to interact a lot with the newest mm-hmm. triple yeah. h class is because their entire developmental focus was different for that whole big time of space in between
2: i mean i'm trying to think of some i'm trying to think of some some stars that popped up in there yeah have the 2002 debuted, like...
0: 2003 class and now yeah
2: yeah, I good mean the, what it, I mean you've got like you said, you got Sheamus. He's he's a good like low level main event guy, yeah, upper mid yeah. card guy. Ziggler's right around the same level. Yeah. Uh you got Del Rio's gone. He was he was a main eventer, but he was All never right. like
1: the yep.
0: he was
2: never the top
0: level guy.
2: He, now, he was people good. would
1: say people would
0: say Punk came along during that time, but I think Punk actually making it had a lot more to do with Paul Heyman than it did anybody else. Because they were ready to, if you watch the documentaries and you listen to the shoots, uh, they were ready to, to be done with Punk before yeah. before he even got onto the
1: main show.
2: Well, Punk had a, uh, a minor recommendation. If you can ever get the chance, look up uh, his feud with Brent Albright. No OVW. That was some. Okay. There's some great promos in there. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, Punk was there. I mean, you got CM Punk. You got Brian, who was probably more the Triple H class. He's yeah. kind of that. He's kind of in that gray area where they were. I'm not entirely. I think Triple H should go for transitioning. Yeah. Yeah. And who else do you have?
0: Yeah.
2: And I mean, you got one main event guy. You got one A-list guy in that whole batch.
0: Yeah. Between and and that's we're talking about almost a decade here.
2: Yeah. Exactly. You're talking from 2002 to
0: 2012. Yeah.
2: You're talking. You're talking at least eight years minimum.
0: No. Nothing. Yeah. Of the well kind of running dry.
2: Yeah, and there's. I mean, everybody... I mean, you had Goldberg brought in as a main event guy. Scott Steiner, which... Yeah. And who else... those weren't
0: fresh guys, you know. No, they weren't. They they were mercenaries, They were already stars.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, none of these guys that they brought in are... I mean, JBL was a main eventer around that time.
1: But uh, Jim Ross brought him in.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, he's not, like, someone you remember as one of the top guys ever. And he'd been around since, what, 95? Yeah. So I mean, it just—it's not a great time for main eventers. I mean, but uh, and we forgot Batista—he was in that that 2002 class 2002 also. 2002
0: class as well. Yep, they're yeah. all in the same class. So yeah. I think there's still plenty of hope, and with the trade, the changing of the guard, and what they're looking for in developmental, there's still plenty of places to learn. And I think we just, for a while there, we were really suffering in the after effects of the, the lower nitus administration. And yeah. uh, you know what? That's not a, to put 100 percent of the blame on Lorenz because you know who his boss if he's was. Follow, if he's
2: following orders, then exactly, he's exactly.
0: Then orders. he has to do what he has to do. I think I don't think Triple H. Anybody's going to tell Triple H that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right.
2: Also, also, if Jim Ross makes a suggestion, who are you going to listen to more, Jim Ross or one of the dynamic
0: dudes? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think 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 we still got got plenty of hope for this new for this new developmental system.
1: The and, future uh, is very bright.
0: We're, we're, out of the, we're out of the dark days. Um speaking of who you going to listen to a recommendation to. I'm sure many of our people like to listen to your recommendations, Mr. Man of 5000 matches. What is your recommendation for a show that we can hit up on the network or easily accessible on the interwebs? Um well, what do you got for uh, us this week, sir?
2: Since I, since I was chastised for having something that wasn't on the network, I'm dropping one of my oh, one of the best I'm dropping one of the best so promos sensitive. of all time. <laughs> okay. I'm dropping one of the best promos ever which you would love. Uh, but instead, we're going to go back to 1997 with uh, a guy called The Undertaker. This is a pay per view. I'm, I'm familiar. This is a pay per view that was named after him. It's In Your House 14 Revenge of the Taker.
0: Yes. I don't and remember so, it specifically, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Which it's named after him, and he's not in the main event, which should tell you all you need to know about his, uh, his drawing powers, even in the first title defense after winning the, the title at WrestleMania uh undertaker okay, so
0: this was the so this was the uh, this was backlash from 97 up. yeah basically. okay the, yeah. the follow up this, to WrestleMania 13 yeah
2: extreme rules for you really young people yeah. <laughs> um uh as you probably know he had a legendary feud with mankind so giving mankind the first title shot was okay. a much better option than a rematch with sid okay
1: um
2: and this is a match where undertaker is at his best because he just starts breaking stuff this is Undertaker just beating the tar out of people and getting the tar beaten out of him. Uh, when Undertaker, that ninety-seven Undertaker, I put him so much more intimidating than Lesnar. When Undertaker got mad, oh yeah, oh
0: yeah, it was he ours. he was a oh, terrifying
2: yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one. This is a forgotten gem of an absolute brawl between him and mankind. Okay. okay. Uh, and if you have the time, check out Austin versus Brett. because nobody remembers. That they had another
0: yeah, rematch, didn't they? Yeah, yeah nobody remembers that. with the that. roles completely switched. Wow, I'm yeah. actually like really, in, I'm, I'm no bullshit. After we get this done and I do the post-pro on the show, I'm going to watch this show because I forgot about that too.
2: Yeah, because nobody, I mean, everybody remembers that as the be-all, end-all of their view, and it went right into the, the Heart Foundation. Not quite. There's another pay-per-view main event, which is like a 20-minute match between All these right. two. Nobody remembers. Which, I mean, I had forgotten about it until I looked up the Undertaker match. Because I knew it didn't main event, but like, oh yeah, Austin main evented that show, Okay. which I think is his first singles pay per view main event. Yeah. If I, unless I'm overlooking something, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, because in '96 he wasn't in late '96 he wasn't
1: wasn't main anything. Managing.
2: No, no, and that's his first. So yeah, you got a double this shot. You got Un- wow. yeah. Undertaker breaking stuff and Austin's first single pay per view main event because he was Not in the main event of Bret
0: Hart with with 1997 Bret Hart, which for my money. If you're just going to take a prime wrestler and pick oh, a man, year, glorious. you know, like you do in the video games, 1997 Bret Hart is about as good as there ever was, ever. You know, and right it, up it, there it, with, you know, 87, 88 Hogan and 90, 1990 Ultimate Warrior. I mean, 1997 Bret Hart is where it's fucking at, and boy. And
2: appropriately enough, they have just started putting up the 97 Raws on the network.
0: Oh, have they?
2: Like three days ago. It was very early nice, this very week. Very
1: nice, very nice. I'm going to have to check and that
2: out. It, yeah, check out Brett's uh, Brett's heel turn from... I don't know if that one's up yet, but it is one of the... Oh, I remember on... it.
0: I remember it. It's seared into my memory because I remember watching it as a kid and just being heartbroken. I remember so, it.
2: You've got to stop with these puns.
0: Oh, I didn't even notice that one. Yeah, I was, though.
2: Uh, but it, I it, get it's... the
0: feeling that you American fans don't respect me. That's all right, because I don't respect you either. Oh, I remember it. Because <laughs> I was like, I do respect you, Brett. I do. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I do. And I it, remember. And it leads
2: all up to uh, the first recommendation I think I ever made on here, Canadian Stampede.
0: Absolutely. Yep. And you it better watch year. that show. 97 was a fantastic oh, yeah. year for both. God, I can't wait till all the Nitros and everything is up for 97. For, because because the WCW were putting on incredible bust-ass shows as well. Like, oh, yeah. All their pay-per-views from 97 are so money. Well the mid-card and the undercard were yeah. money. Yeah, until you get say that. cut it
1: off
2: at the main event and then you're good.
0: Well, sometimes. I think that's when yeah. the Savage DDP feud was going on so they had some great Yeah, that's true. Of that and
2: cut it that. off on the Hogan main events are all. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, well, anything for else it? interesting happen on that Unforgiven or that Revenge of Taker card?
2: No, it's one of those two-hour spe- two deals. Yeah, yeah. So, earlier on... In- well, you do get um, the epic battle of Jesse James and Rockabilly.
0: That's some serious stuff right there. It was serious at the time. Don't... Don't act like it wasn't. Don't sleep on that. <laughs> Who are uh, I don't you to doubt Rockabilly? Uh,
2: there is absolutely no way to respond to that. Yeah,
0: there really isn't. Whatsoever. You're, you're like, you know what? You're right. Who am I to doubt Rockabilly? That, that, um, that's, up,
2: that's up there with I was frozen today yeah. for a great way just to stop an argument.
0: <laughs> um, my side, my recommendation for the week is, uh, in in honor of Memorial Day weekend, um, is Clash of the Champions 7, and on the on the network screen when you look at it it'll be Clash of the Champions uh, VII so look for that it'll be the seventh one on there incidentally um, they had this one this is a really interesting thing and this is another thing that I'm glad the NXT with the touring they're kind of bringing back is that WCW was never afraid to tape a show or broadcast a show in really unique places and unique environments You know, we've seen... They had Bash to the Beach for a couple years. They had it right on the beach. And, um... Road Wild. It was really sort of shitty because the crowd just kind of went straight back. So, like, how do you see anything? And that's kind of fucking stupid. But it looked really unique and really neat. Um... Like KB brought up Road Wild. Um... Which was... The set was always really cool looking. Like, it always had, like, a just, just dynamic... Dynamic, gigantic set that, um... The guys would walk out through, um...
2: And it was in no way, shape, or form a way for Eric Bischoff to be around motorcycles. It was had, totally I a mean, good idea. It's
0: it was clear. it been clearly acknowledged by quite a few people that it definitely was. But uh, but you had <laughs> the sun setting in the Black Hills. Um, it really oh. beautiful setting. I mean, that was really cool. Uh, you had... What are the ones? Am I forgetting? Oh, the Nitros that they had on Panama Beach, both at Disneyland oh. and later on, just right on the beach.
2: Bubble um, vela Yeah, they had... Vila, the,
0: um, that, that, yeah. Both of those are really unique, and this is one where we have another very unique setting. As they film the show, Um, it's like a tribute to the troops sort of deal. um,
2: Yeah, very much so. That
0: WCW did, um, and they had it on the grounds of Fort Bragg, um, the Army base, and it's actually in – for most of you that don't know, I've I've seen the inside of a few uh, of a few military bases over my time, and you know, I've known people that are in the military, and I've seen a couple of bases. Most bases have like their own basketball gym with like bleachers and all that, and that's kind of where this show took place. You've seen tribute to the troops of the WWE when Fort Bragg has their own, but they have their own like kind of activity center arena, sort of thing, like a real arena now. But this wasn't. This was almost. It's barely bigger than most of the large high school gyms you see. And the people are just packed, packed into this place. And um, on the broadcast, they're talking about how they're having issues with the air conditioning. And you can tell it's just hot as the dickens inside of this fucking building. And everybody, you know, has their shirts off and stuff. It's just a really raw, unique-looking setting. And the crowd was super hot. I'm pretty sure not figuratively as well as literally. I mean, the crowd was really into the show. Um, everybody worked really hard on the show, all the wrestlers. Um, I believe the tickets were free. Everybody was really passionate that was in there. I mean, it was really cool. You get yourself a really, uh, given a lot of time, a really fleshed out match between Terry Funk and uh, Ricky Steamboat, which, you know, right there, what else, what else do you need to see besides the, the really cool setting and the, in the, in the passion in the crowd. You get Funk Steamboat, They get good time. They put on a great match. Um, They have a special... Back in WCW, they had a guy named Ranger Ross, who was an actual Army Ranger stationed out of Fort Bragg before he became a wrestler. So, of course, Ranger Ross is on this show. Now, to start off the match, they have an individual in a mask who's kind of a little pudger. I don't know who it was, probably some local jobber. And his (laughs) name was... The Terrorist. And he's in the ring. I think... I, does he get a promo? I think... I thought he got something. And then the, the... the the Ranger Ross, what did he used to have? The army comes marching in or something like that. He I think it's, as of, those
2: case songs go rolling along... I'm not yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. Name he had song. some
0: sort of old school... His theme music was always some sort of old school... Um, military hymn or military band music. That was his theme music because he was Ranger Ross from the army. And so... The terrorist is in the ring. He's cutting his promo, and Ranger Ross's music hits, and it is just fucking bonkers in this place when he comes out. And how long is the match, KB, two minutes? It's, it's, I mean, it's like a minute and kicks a half. just the shit out of this guy, <laughs> and the crowd is eating it up. It's so fun. And, there's
2: um, no there's no way that match can ever get it. Yeah, if Yeah, if the it could be
0: anything gone, else. It was fantastic,
2: if, though. If, if the terrorist had gone on offense, the army, the, the soldiers he there would have actually the ring gotten
0: after. beat up, yep.
2: Oh, there, there's there's um, no actually. Too. He would have he would have died. Yeah, that's and all there of is. Of course, to it.
0: a underrated and little known part of this show as well is the debut of one of my favorite tag teams, oh, God. who I used for our cover art on the last Wrestling uh, Wars podcast. The Ding Dongs debut on this show, and you have one of your one of your greatest calls of all time. Go ahead and give it to me. What does Jim Ross say during the match, KB?
2: <laughs> I guess we'll call this one Ding and the other one Dong. <laughs>
0: So Jim Ross on commentary calls refers to an individual as "dong," <laughs> Okay, and it's clearly very uncomfortable about it. So now, it's it, an
2: all-around I would, I, fun I would, situation. I, I would say we need to we need to explain the ding dongs to people. We cannot do them justice.
0: Yeah, you just gotta watch it. You can look at the picture on my last. Basically, this was this was during the Jim Hurt era, right? This is when yep that clown was running the bit. Basically they had a lot of really really odd ideas during this time of what no, they're not uh, odd, they're stupid. Good you know, kinda farcical, kind of I don't know how you could ever think this was a good idea sort of ideas. Almost like on purpose sabotage, but um the ding dongs were a tag team. They brought a little bell out to the ring. They would ring the shit out of that bell during the during the match. They had bells was on kind them. Of confusing. They had bells on them. Um yeah. Overall, you just gotta see this show in general. There's a lot of interesting stuff. There's both great action, um, you know, fun little segments like the Ranger Ross, uh, Ranger Ross terrorist segment, and of course the Ding Dongs, which is hilariously ridiculous.
2: Um, and you got a you got a great a little show mi- to
0: watch. you
2: got a great little mini tag team tournament on there too for the vacant world tag team yeah, titles. Yeah, it's the
0: finals, isn't it? It's the finals of the tournament. I think. And the Simmies. Yeah, Simmies okay. too. So yeah, there's a lot of good action in there as well. So check that show out check out Revenge of Taker which I am actually going to do real quick probably in a little while here tonight because that sounds right up my alley I love that uh, suggestion um, and we will be back actually tomorrow or very soon this week with our elimination chamber preview slash payback review so that'll be a good time thank you again KB for your time a lot of solid stuff yes sir check you out tomorrow tomorrow um, thank you, everybody, for listening, sticking with us through the week off. Like I said, things at PetSmart got crazy. Um, but it was the, I trial, will...
2: the trials of the Pet Olympics
1: are coming up. So. Yes,
0: very much so. Um, so thank you for sticking with us. We've got a lot, a lot of big stuff coming up very soon. And everyone remember that I'm the snake.